is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, everybody, and Merry Christmas Eve. It's Brad, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, everyone. I'm Panda, and Santa's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I also like Hallmark Christmas movies. Guys, don't. I'm, I'm don't, don't do it. Don't. I gotta don't. be honest. Santa, nope. Santa might nope. not be coming. Nope. I don't want to spoil it for you, but eh, maybe nope. not. I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. Hi, everyone. Merry Christmas Eve. I'm Jen, and I write Hallmark Christmas movies, or I wrote this one. Yeah, you and did. This yes. is the Hallmark Podcast. Yeah, 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 oh everybody. Man, did it. what a great way. To 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 have Christmas Eve together. Oh I mean, come goodness. on. To invite Jen Kirkman, our good friend. What a blessing. Uh, just an uh, absolute vet here on the Deck the Homer podcast. Been around every year, every year mm-hmm. since the beginning. And I, Jen, if you didn't see it in the acknowledgments, we not only thank you in the acknowledgments, but we also say you agreed to do our show before we literally had a following of any kind, and That's that right. meant the world to us. Like mm-hmm. you have been here since the beginning, Jen. So God bless you god bless you and you know little known trivia fact your original like first two episodes you used to have a phone number where people could call that's in right, and yeah, messages. Yep. i left one that's, that's right true. early i don't yeah. think you ever played it because i think you stopped that format like early on but that's right early on probably after my long voicemail but i uh <laughs> i'm just saying you know it's not about the, it's not about the fame for me you know i loved you guys before you were famous and um we're keeping it real that's right you see i feel like we did Come play on. yours I feel like we did. did we? I can't imagine us. We had to have You guys had me on before I became a hotshot um, deal maker, Hallmark Rider. movie writer. That's, right. That's true. So. You uh, you wrote the movie that we are going to be uh, reviewing today, which is very exciting. Your first Hallmark screenplay, which is very yes. just thrilling. Tell us really quickly about the process, how it happened, because you weren't, and then you did, and here we are. So how did it all happen? Yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, in real life, I do comedy and I I do write for TV, but I've never written a full length movie. And um, my manager and like my comedy manager had an assistant who ended up leaving being an assistant to go work in development at Hallmark. And she remembered how much I love these movies. And she said, you know, I can get you a meeting and you can pitch us some stuff. And I was like, great. She's like, the ladies at Hallmark know all about you and your love of Hallmark movies. So they're, they're open. And so this was, oh gosh, like three years ago, I pitched them some ideas and it's a basic, it's actually kind of a easier process in a lot of ways than, um, like I've developed sitcoms that have never gotten on the air. And those processes are like, they just give you notes until the cows right. come home, but right. Hallmark really lets you do your own thing. And then with mine, they, so I, you know, it took about a year. I wrote, um, an outline and then a first draft that I thought was crappy. And then I didn't hear from them <laughs> for a year. I thought they ghosted me and, we come to find out that maybe there were some shakeups at the network. I have no inside info, but I just, I actually learn it from listening to you guys. And then this summer I got an email from Hallmark. It was a different um, person than I'd been dealing with. And she said, we're going to make your movie. And I said, well, how do you know? I only wrote that first draft that I don't think is good. She's like, no, you can write a second draft, but we're making it. So they kind of decide wow. before the second draft that they are committing to make it. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's wild. And how long yeah. do you know how long from when you turned in second draft to yeah. when they started filming? Like, do you know how long well, of a gap that was? 
I turned in the second draft on August 28th, which was also my birthday. Oh, and wow. then they hired one of their Hallmark writers to right. do the third draft. They call it the polish draft. So, I mean, you do the math. It, the polish probably happened in September. They probably started filming in October. Wow. Um, it did look I a little cold outside. Like yeah, it didn't, it this movie doesn't look like it was made in the summertime yeah, for sure. I feel like I remember seeing on the, on the socials that yeah. it was uh, relatively mm -hmm. recently. So, yeah. Yeah, I think they were filming in November. And from just some casual stalking of some of the stars' uh, Instagram accounts, <laughs> it looks like they were in a pretty cold part of... Canada filming it. I think it was Canada. Yeah, of course. It was of course, Canada. it was. Of course, Canada. it was Canada. Yeah. yeah, but it was like not the usual Canada, if that makes sense. It right. wasn't like a small town in um, that doesn't have any weather. That's <laughs> it, it like yeah. looked like they were in the mountains somewhere or something. Right. But how did your like original uh, pitch when you went in there and you pitched a couple of things? Was it yeah. even remotely in the ballpark of the story that you told? Not really. Um, and it's funny you say go in and pitch because. But I did it right. over the phone, and right. this is pre-COVID. They oh, just wow. are like super cash. Because I said, I gave them three ideas, and one of them they said, oh, you know, we've, we're going to do something like that this year already. So this was my third idea that wasn't really like fleshed out, as they say. And so mm. um, basically it was always going to be a love columnist of some sort who doesn't actually know what she's doing and has a book deal go wrong mm. and kind of has to solve it over Christmas before the new year. And then she's going to end up with someone she's known in the past, but not quite an ex. So like that go. basic framework. Yeah. Is okay. that the extent of what you pitch too? like when you're on the phone with them and then they're like, Hey, that's something like, is that right how that. it goes? Kind of. I mean, you wow. kind of give them like, you know, a few, few thoughts, maybe babble for two, three minutes. Um, I I had more things in it. Like she was going to be um, someone who helped other people find dates and she was going to be doing that in the small town, like running a speed dating thing or something. And it was like what I said, but in my heart, I was like, I hate this as I'm saying it. Right. And you're like, we love that. And I was like, no, but then you have to, where you really show what you're going to do is you write a really long outline and they pay you to write that. And then if they don't like it, they can just say no thanks and they'll move on and, and, you know, no hard feelings and they didn't spend too much money and you didn't spend too much time. So the pitch, I think they're, they're like, yeah, that sounds about right, but let's read it in the outline. That's really where you're kind of pitching. Right. Okay. Huh. That makes sense. Cool. Super interesting. Uh, now, before everybody gets mad at us and is like, Hey, you uh, invited the writer of a movie on to pick it apart in front of her. We didn't do that. We, no, Jen, we did not. Jen wanted to. That's right. She reached out to us and to do this. Being a comic, like this is everything she could possibly want in life, I would assume, right? <laughs> well, being a comic, I have the thick skin. That's right. <laughs> to deal with if you guys don't like it. And of course, I can always go, oh, well, you know, it got rewritten a little. <laughs> I did not expect to be so excited about this when it came out that like, this is the most excited I've ever been about any project I've been involved with. Wow. And so, you know, I wore my human hat to remind you guys I'm human. Okay. Go easy on me. Okay, fair enough. But but at the same time, what I love about this show is is the the honesty. And so I would be hurt if you weren't totally honest. Mm. I would take that as an insult in a weird way. Uh, but I did, Brand texted me a few months ago saying, do you want to do your episode that you wrote or would that be weird? And I said, no, not weird at all. And I didn't hear back from him for months. And I was like, I bet they've decided it would be weird. And Classic I left brand. Him a yeah, I left him a voice memo and I was like, guys, this is ratings gold. I'm not sensitive. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. So there you go. 
We would never. I don't think there's any other word where we would do this with anyone else but Jen Kirkman. That would be the only one. Yeah, you kind of can't do it with actors because actors are so sweet and they're so Mm -hmm. sincere and they work so hard. And and kind of being on the inside a little bit, I do have that feeling of like, oh, you don't get how hard it is to get what's in your head up there and then other people. And not that you don't get that, but I'm just saying like I have a lot more empathy now, but. At the same time, there's so many ridiculous things that's happened in these movies that I'll never stop making fun of them. But but actors are a little more of a sincere, sensitive type. And so you can't do that with them. Yeah, Me? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> uh, well, Tough as nails. We <laughs> care. We care, Jen. I want to be clear. Right. That's right. Let's do it. Let's, that's uh, true. I, you guys are nice. Let's break this movie down. Um, Tis the season to be Mary. Oh, because that's her name. I get it. Oh. That's good stuff right there, <laughs> Thank guys. you for, by the way... My phone was blowing up. I, I won't interrupt again. My phone was blowing up during the movie. Is her name Mary or Mary? I'm like, Mary, as in short for Meredith, as in Merry Christmas. But I guess I didn't take into account all the different accent, accents across right. this Mary. great land of ours. Yes. So some people, when they say Mary, it sounds like Mary. So yeah, anyway, yeah, that was the pun I was going for. And all my friends were like, is that what Hallmark did? And I'm like, no, I thought <laughs> it was me. It's all your girl, <laughs> Jen. That was my idea. But yeah. Was, okay, sorry. Uh, Tessa Season 2 Be Married originally aired on December 19th, 2021. And I went a little something like this. Mary is a relationship blogger. Uh, she posts relationship tips and the website just blew up. And people just come up to her and ask for advice. It's a thing that happens. And she meets this dude uh, named Dale in a coffee shop. And uh, Dale gets stood up by an online date, or so we think. And um, they start talking, her and Dale. And they hit it off. And he's just ticking every box off of her list of perfect guys and stuff like that. And then he ends up proposing. And we see a montage of them in love. And he's the inspiration behind her first uh, book. Except that's not reality at all. That's all just a little fantasy in her head. Dale... Uh, really was the inspiration behind her first book, but they never dated. The the date ended up showing up. They didn't even date. Um, And so she wants to tell her publisher that the story that she wrote in the book about Dale is, you know, all made up. But the publisher's too excited. She can't figure out how to tell her. Uh, Her editor and her pal, Darlene, is really nervous. Uh, The word is going to get out about the relationship uh, being a big, fat phony. And so uh, Darlene invites Mary uh, to come to her, to come to uh, her house, to, to home for Christmas, to figure out what they're going to do about this situation. And she's like, maybe you will, uh, you know, me and my brother Adam can talk again because he kind of had a little thing. And uh, Mary's like, um, Adam had a python in high school, hard pass. Um, that is until Adam lays down in his bed and lands on Mary, who's taking a nap. He's shirtless and. We're all better for it. And uh, she sees him and is like, whoa. And uh, he doesn't even have a pet python anymore. So good news all around. Um, She ends up following him into town to meet up with his family uh, for, quote, unquote, the hat thing. And the hat thing is uh, where they draw Christmas chores out of a hat. It's the hat thing. The hat thing. And uh, in a true Godwink fashion, uh, Adam and Mary are kind of paired together to do some Christmas activities together. And uh, he tells her that uh, he knows knows about the whole fake fake fiance relationship thing but the secret is safe with him and also your rules for relationships are dumb love is about the heart 
Um, so then the publisher shows up and sees her with Adam, and uh, she's like, is that Dale? And she's like, no, uh, Dale uh, doesn't <laughs> exist. And so they finally come clean, and she's like, you have to rewrite this book. Can't be a lie. People won't like it. It needs to happen, like, right now. Uh, Darlene's ex is in town. His name is, I think, an, an ex. Yeah, I think so. Uh, his name is James, and he starts hanging around with Mary and Adam, and it's just like looking at him, like, what's what's going on here? And one night, Mary and Adam make um, uh, make middle-of-the-night s'mores, as you do, and talk about past relationships. And uh, one of their chores was to do a Christmas tree auction, auction. Mm. Uh, to benefit uh, the kids or something. I don't know. And uh, James bids big on Mary's tree accidentally, but what? Uh, clearly he's in love with her, obviously. And Adam uh, finds out that his parents are selling the family business, and he's pretty bummed because they didn't even ask him if he'd be interested in taking it over. So when his ex, Julie, calls him about a job offer working with elephants in Thailand, uh, it's going to be tough to say no to that. Uh, to make matters worse, James asks Mary uh, out to dinner so that Adam can, uh, and Adam is just like looking on real, real bummed, like a bummed pony. He kind of looks like a pony with his hair. He's like a little pony. Okay. Is he not okay. a pony? Uh, I guess. Kind of looks so. like a pony. He's a pony guy. He's a pony boy. Uh, but it turns out not a date at all. James just uh, wants to uh, help getting Darlene to, to like him. And so uh, he decides the best way to do that is to take Darlene's best friend to the most romantic restaurant in town. You know, you gotta you gotta have conversations somewhere. That's right. Uh, Adam basically blows up at his parents and is like, "I might go to Thailand to spend time with elephants, and that's on you." Uh, that night, uh, Mary and Adam look up at the stars, and Mary is uh, talking uh, to Adam and tells him that she wants to uh, find someone who loves her for who she is. And Adam says, I want to find someone who will tell me to stay. And she is then silent for five seconds and says, it's a great idea for a book. Great idea for a book. I go. Um, and uh, the next day, can't find Adam anywhere. Is, is he at the air, airport? I don't know. And so she runs to try to go to the airport to, uh, to tell Adam basically what's going on. Um, first, she got her pitch approved. So good, yay, the book is going to be great. Um, but then goes to the airport, and it uh, turns out Adam is there. But Adam was there because he heard that she was going to be there. And when Mary uh, sees him, she makes a speech and then just goes, Don't go! Kind of like that. Um, and it turns out he wasn't going to go anywhere anyways. Um, and so he's just there. And uh, they kiss. And apparently they're engaged by the book release. And everybody is happy. And that, my friends, was Tis the Season to be Merry. We, wow. We did it. How was that for you, Jen, being on the other side of that? Oh, it was great. I felt like I laughed and, <laughs> and uh, you know, one of your wonderful commenters when you said Travis Van Winkle was shirtless uh, they wrote he's technically pantsless too that's right true and sharing a bed at one moment with our our female lead which is I mean we're this is we're breaking down above and beyond beyond. beyond. wild it was fun to listen to. I, 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 yeah, that was amazing. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll break this movie down with four segments, starting with the hot take here on Deck the Hallmark. It's time to talk about Noom, everybody. When it comes to losing weight, there's a lot of pressure. You got to call food good. You got to call food bad. But it just creates unnecessary dilemmas. Listen, sometimes... I put expectations on myself. 
I, I want everybody to, you know, I'm trying to stick to this, this diet, this tough thing that I like, I got to want to work out 10 days, whatever it is. It's, it's hard. And instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life. And as a result, it's more sustainable. I love Noom. They have helped me think about the way that I think about food. Uh, and I've been, I've been able to, to become healthier in the process, even in the midst of the holiday season, where I want to eat all this crazy stuff. Noom is kind of change the way that I've, that I've, that I view myself and that I, that I view, uh, that I view diets and I view food. Um, I, I, I love it. It's changed the way that I think about food and you can change the way that you think about food as well, uh, by going in uh, to noom.com slash deck to sign up for a trial. That is noom.com slash deck to sign up for your trial N O O M.com slash deck to sign up for your trial. Don't forget the entire holiday season is brought to you by Philo. Philo is the jam. We love them. They've been such a good partner to us. And so how about you finally today go and sign up for Philo? You're going to be happy. You're going to be happy you did. All you do is go to philo.tv slash DTH. You can get 25% off two months. That's philo.tv slash DTH to get 25% off two months. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to the Christmas Eve episode of Deck the Hallmark. Who's I'm DJ guy? Brian uh, here to spin up some <laughs> spin hot takes with my with my friends, um, where we share exactly how we felt about this movie Panda. Yeah, um, the the people have spoken. Yep, you've lost your touch. Oh wow. no, <laughs> the people are very fickle. They're uh, very fickle. Fickle, yes, fickle la- crowd. Last episode, I was ranked. Well, that was 2013. 2013. So since class. 2013, you've lost your touch. Okay. And I will say this: you have one shot. It's okay. today, Christmas Eve. Yeah. This is don't mess bring, it up. Bring, bring all the marbles. Bring that Christmas Eve sure. hot take. Tell everybody about how you felt about this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to let you know I am predisposed to like this movie because I like Rachel Lee Cook and yeah. Travis Van Winkle. Yeah. yeah. A whole freaking bunch. And I gotta be honest. And Jen Kirkman. Yeah. yeah, she's fine. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, listen, this movie is charming. It's endearing. Uh, the, the leads are wonderful. The The story is a lot of fun. Uh, there's some really memorable scenes in this that we have not seen uh, before the, the Christmas auction or the Christmas tree auction. Uh, so, yeah, listen, guys, like... It, it's hard to pick this movie apart. There's not a lot of a lot of things to pick apart, and I'm not just saying that because Jen's on the pocket. It's it's a really solid, good movie. Uh, it's it's probably going to be in my I think top ten. Uh, and I really is it kicking it, out Christmas House. Sounds like it. Sounds well, like it might Christmas be. House is number nine. Okay, so this is it, a might, better, it would move this it is, to ten. This, this I is want to get ahead of the hot take, but this is a better movie than Christmas House. Yes, it is. It's yeah, a better movie I than Christmas see all House. The commenters, what they have to say uh, about and they're that, not gonna. But. Yeah, I've just got to be honest. I liked it more than Christmas House, and and that's not to say Christmas House. Like we're we're dealing with both really great movies, but in this <laughs> case, I really you know I I really like this movie. It was a lot of fun for me. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, Jen, what did you think of your movie? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I would say um, the chemistry between Rachel Lee Cook and Travis Van Winkle was great. I had nothing to do with the casting, and I was so happy to hear they were in it. I think Travis is, like, a super hot guy that doesn't have that kind of, like, I don't know. Sometimes they've got those Canadian accents. No, he's from Georgia. Yeah, I just, I loved their chemistry. Um, I also, what I liked about the movie were the moments of reality. So I'll put it to you this way. 
um, as much as I didn't want an airport scene, but they put it in there. They kept it real with, were you getting on your flight? No, I came here to see you because I heard you were dropping something off. Like just, they kept undercutting stupid crap. And then, you know, the restaurant is, you did make me realize, oh yeah, he didn't need to take her to a romantic restaurant to have a conversation. He could have had it right there. But when they run into the family at the restaurant, they, they undercut it with reality by Darlene saying, well, I mean, there's two restaurants in town, you know, um, every time there was something that we could wink at, they took it away from us. I think in a good way that was like, look at, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I had so much fun watching it. I did not expect, I'll tell you guys really quick. When I found out they were going to rewrite it, I, but then they gave me the date that it's going to air. I felt like I couldn't be excited because I don't want my name on something that I had nothing to do with. Sure, right. And I wasn't excited until they sent me the final draft and I read it and I was like, oh, there's a lot of me in here. Oh, now I'm excited. And so um, because I'm in Brooklyn right now and because of the Omicron surge, I canceled this little party I was going to have where people were going to come watch it. And I watched it by myself, but the texts were coming in fast and furious. I was drinking wine. I was in such a good mood. I loved just the fact that I had anything at all to do with this, like, these things to me don't seem real. They're, they're Hallmark movies. They don't, they're magic. I can't believe I'm inside of one. It, That's it, awesome. I, so my take on the movie is, is way too wrapped up in how I personally felt about being part of it, which is just like, that was so fun. I almost had a let down the next day, the way you do on the day after yeah. Christmas. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, it's not just because, uh, you wrote, like, I think everybody who watches had a good time. So that's, that's good. Uh, these are also two of my favorites. Payne, I agree with you. Uh, uh, Travis, Travis Van Winkle and Rachel Lee Cook are, are, have become two of my favorite leads. Mm. And last uh, year, the last weekend of the year, yeah, they were in separate movies that we both were down on, and they both did the, those movies didn't, really yeah, well. Didn't expect it, and then we loved them both. Yeah. And so uh, really excited that they were paired together. And uh, and if you remember last last year, Project Christmas, was Travis Van Winkle was just like grumpy dad. And this one, he's just like a child. And yeah. so he was really fun in this movie. Um, and I just, I, they, these two were just delightful together. And it's a really just nice Christmas movie. Uh, I really liked it. Also in my top 10. And um, just, uh, I, I, I want more of these two leads. I know that they have things going on. Like Travis is yeah. doing different things. And uh, Rachel Lee, I think, just does like, you know, she did a, a Netflix thing. And she's just kind of whatever but i want to see more of them in these movies because i just think they're a delight um so big one for brand love it so we've seen i know we saw saw one right before christmas we've seen this i'm the love doctor per like trope uh, like three times i think and they typically are like my least favorite movies because it's like love is all math and in the box and this guy's like i'm out of the box and blah 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 um this is the absolute best version of that. And it is, and I'm not saying this because you're here, Jen. It is because of the two leads in the script behind it. It is quick. It's smart. It it uh, has a lot of fun with what it is. Everyone seems to find someone to fall in love with in this movie, which I love because you're just leaning into what a Hallmark trope is instead of leaving all the fun for one couple. It's like everyone who's single in this movie is like, hey, are you single too? Uh, and so... I, I like Rachel Lee Cook and Travis Van Winkle just fine in their roles. I thought the dialogue was really quick and witty. And so, um, you know, it is it definitely plays into that classic, she's in the box, he's out of the box thing. But that's what Hallmark wants. Yeah. And so by that standard and by the Christmas movie standard, I mean, yeah, it's definitely better than the average of what we've seen this year. I mean, there's no question about it. It's definitely better than the Christmas house. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be in my top 10 for the year, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, in a, in a year where the Hallmarks tried to 
leave like these type of uh, just like, you know, weird. This felt classic Hallmark, but fresh. Yeah. It felt fresh. It felt like a Hallmark movie. But it still felt fresh, yeah. which I really I mean, they, did, they did get two of the the kings of Hallmark dads from Canada to oh, be in this movie oh too. Gosh. Like the, the two the dads. two Hallmark dads in this movie are just like yeah. on the Mount Rushmore of Hallmark dads. Yeah. So oh, that helps point. too. Yep. Uh, which is a sight to behold, by the way. Yeah, if, that, if, if you ever get up there to British you gotta, Columbia, you got it's around the, you got you know, there's yeah. a secret road. Yeah. It's a lot smaller than you think, though. It is when you get there in person. Yeah, man, this is isn't as big as me. Yeah, but there to dream. Uh, to get on that. I hope that one day I can get, <laughs> I want to be a dad. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Get rid of one of the dads. I don't know which one. That's it. Let's get to the feels. We're talking about what this movie gets feels. Panda? Guys, I already mentioned it, but that I was I was on the edge of my seat during the Christmas tree auction for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> the stakes could not have been lower, but I you was so as in. locked you in as so I've ever in. been. Guys, I was I was I fist pumped at one point when a guy took a made a bid on a tree. He's not even a main character and I was excited for him. Uh I really enjoyed that. Uh man, there's also the the scene as a roast and marshmallows. That's a man. Yep. Makes that gave me feels warm, warm, cozy feels. Warm, cozy feels. Yeah, I'm uh, here for it. Yeah, Jen. Well, I got deck the Hallmark brand feels when I saw the trailer, and they had a shirtless guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not only in a Hallmark movie, but in the trailer. In the I was trailer. Like, trailer. This is Brand's dream. So Sneak I got peek. like personal feels for you guys. But <laughs> I know this is a weird feel, but my feel was when they they were looking at the Christmas trees and she was taking pictures, and he offered to take the camera and take a photo of her, knowing that she's putting it on her social media. Now, I <clears throat> I didn't have her as a social media expert in this movie, and so I hate when they make someone, uh, a person who works in social media, usually a woman, they always, they always frame them as like the devil, you know, yeah. like, oh, you're always on your phone. They don't treat it like it's a normal job where you yeah. know, we're all on our phones all the time for work in some form. So I liked that he, you know, he made a couple of digs at her, totally normal ones that I felt were just mild. And, and he wasn't like the jerk that suddenly is nice to someone. He actually said, oh, I'll, I'll take that photo for you and, and didn't make fun of her job. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that's like something you do when you have a crush on someone is you, you are happy to take their picture. And that just gave me little like crush feels, but also good for them for not demonizing people who work in social media. I, I know we're going to get to hear some fun writing uh, portions of this for you, Jen, in the What the Hallmark segment. But is there a line in the movie that you wrote that you were just thrilled that made it like that, that you're most proud of or that you just really that, that would give you the feels as a writer? Like, I'm so glad they kept this line in or this thing in this. Yeah, the particular line that I'm proud of. And again, I, I shouldn't be, but for some reason I am, is when Adam, played by Travis, is talking about making the marshmallows. And he says, you know, like, you haven't blah, blah until you've seen me light a fire with two wet sticks. And Rachel says, you can do that. And he goes, no, but you should see me try. I was like, oh, they kept my joke. That's funny. I (laughs) like that. That's That's really good. See, I I knew you'd have one that was memorable. And that is something that they typically wouldn't do in prior years is keep that joke in. So fantastic. And somebody said, I hope it's the kid with Santa watching him line. That does sound like me, but I didn't even, that whole conceit (laughs) of the Santa helper, that that was all the other guy. Mm. So it wasn't me. Really? Yeah, yeah, the kid stuff was funny. That was was funny. funny. Um, I appreciate Jen that when you think of somebody who wants to see a shirtless man on screen, you think of me because I have, I have been, uh, I've been made many a passion, uh, speeches in my day of deck the hallmark. Homer just like, 
this this network is mainly women watching, and they want to see Travis Van Winkle with his shirt off, and we got to see it, and we're better for it. We're better for it. But nobody nobody sees Travis Van Winkle with his shirt off and goes, "Oh, I wish I wish I didn't have to see it." No, everyone's pumped for that. We're I all was like, pumped for yeah, it. I was pumped for listen, it. Listen, I'm a I'm a straight fella who's been married for eight years now, yep. and I was thrilled. Yeah. Uh, listen, sometimes you just want to see some guy with a shirt off and 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 who's clearly a good good at been doing working that. out. Been working yep. on that. And you know what? Kudos to him. You crushed it, pal. You look great. And it was great. And it was a funny scene, but then it was uh just uh, uh you know put a shirt on who's saying that no one uh but uh it was i i loved it and so thank you for writing i felt like that scene was written for me and so i appreciate that jen thank you for doing that uh dan yeah um i love the kid who realizes that santa's watching him while he's sleeping and is terrified i thought that was great but i got clemson university feels we live 45 minutes 50 minutes from clemson like, I grew up watching Clemson football my whole life. I'm a big Clemson fan. And so for this to get, like, a running – I'm not sure if they made the tree and then rode it backwards for the for that or they just both happen to love Clemson. I don't know if you had any part of that or not. But, like, no. get, getting the reference to Clemson, I did not see that coming. We've never had anything like that in, in one of these we, movies. We so all went, fun. what? We were, yeah. they, went, they went, what? Really? Clemson? Yeah, that's so funny. That's so great. Because I didn't um, – I don't know what that is, and I don't know anything about sports. Or it's a state school sports. in South Carolina, yeah. It's yeah, so, well, yeah. I, I, it was the other guy. And so I keep saying the other guys if I'm a guy, which is fine. But I, <laughs> it's just like maybe he is a fan of Deck the Hallmark. Who knows? Maybe that was a shout-out for you guys. Oh, just wasn't look, for me. Oh, shout-out. Shout-out shout shout out out to that. Shout-out yes. to the other guy. Um, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back with yeah, the yeah, Wait yeah, Watch. Yeah. I love it. And the What I the Hallmark it. here on Deck the Hallmark. Thank you, guys. Guys, I love a good holiday love story, and I love Audible. Uh, Audible allows me to listen to exclusive stories, original podcasts, and more that are only available on the Audible app. Uh, it's where I can enjoy brand new Audible originals such as Hold Me Closer, Tony Danzig, and There's Something About Mary, and the Christmas Pod cast woof uh and you can keep the fire of the romance going with favorites like eight winter nights and nick and noel's christmas playlist now is the time to hop into audible got some time on your hands this week hopefully you're off of work audible is the perfect place to dive in and to get some cozy feels go to audible.com slash holiday romance that is audible.com slash holiday romance listen now only from audible and don't forget, my favorite way to get cozy is with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Gosh, I love it. I'm going to be sad. I'm done talking about it. I'm sad. I love this stuff. Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, fantastic sponsor of the holiday season. It's the perfect little addition to all of your beverages this holiday season. And you can get it wherever you want to. It's out there. Go find it. It's calling your name. Please drink responsibly. We're back, everybody. We're talking mm. about tis the season to be Maori. 
Um, let's get to the wait what. Spider show we talk about one of this movie didn't make sense to us. Made us stop and say, wait what? Panda, anything? Not a lot, but just a couple, couple tiny little things. First of all, uh, as Travis is setting up the the Christmas lights on on kind of the top of the roof overhead, he uh, he he uh, turns on the switch as he's on the ladder, and it turns on. I just want to know who's putting the switch to turn on the Christmas lights up on their roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, let's put the switch a story up. Uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and pull out the ladder, right. turn them on every yep. day. Yep. That that is commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I just this is just me, and we we had a little conversation a little banter about this as we were watching it takes her a long time to roast that marshmallow like is is a long roast he cooks his pretty quick and then four minutes i'm just that's a that's a long time to roast a marshmallow and it is still not entirely burnt so i'm not sure what she's doing there just yeah. don't know oh. but those are the only two wow, things guys. that's it it's, that's it wow. it's airtight guys wow. i don't know what you want from me it's an airtight movie it's- Airtime People in. are gonna really accuse you of playing favorites here, you guys. You, you, you know what though? That's me though. I mean, I, I'm I'm a softie. Uh, right. Jen, do you have any wait what's in your movie? I do. Good. Why are they using ceramic? mugs in an outdoor event with hundreds of people like oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. now my sister texted me during that and she goes these actors know how to hold mugs which i appreciate because yes. normally it looks like they the don't. cup is empty yeah. and they're tip- tipping it this way and that but i was like also wouldn't you have like whipped cream like coming out the top you know it it's like they they, it's like God can't give with both hands. Like they give, us actors, <laughs> they give us actors who can hold a mug correctly. And then they do an absurd thing where they have glass mugs outside with no whipped cream on it. I mean, I was like, oh, Listen, one step forward, two steps back. He gives mm. and takes away that he God. He does. <laughs> God wink. God did not wink on that scene. And wink. then He's the whole marshmallow close. scene. So she gets up in the middle of the night. She's snacking. That's all from the mind of JK over here. And the, you know, my favorite scene to write was the talk they have roasting the marshmallows. And I loved all of that. But in my version, they think they're going to make s'mores and they can only find marshmallows. And they're like, fine, we'll just roast marshmallows. And they get to the fireplace mm. and they can't find a stick. And that's where that joke originally came from. And they just decide, you know what? You know, screw it. We'll just eat marshmallows out of the bag in front of I the fireplace, which I thought would have been cute. That would have been and great. They, and they could like throw them and, you know, throw them and try to catch them in their mouth. Um, they did toast the s'mores, which I did have them toasting a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. But at one point, um, Adam takes the chocolate and the gram and kind of shows Mary how to make it as though she's never made a s'mores. And I was like, <laughs> she knows how to do that, bro. You know, it was like, there's just a little moment of mansplaining that I was like, ah, he was so perfect until that moment. Yeah. So I was like, why, why did she not know how to make one? And why did he assume she didn't? And why didn't she go, I got it, buddy. But other than that, um, so I think those are my two big ones. I mean, I have bigger ones, but we'll talk about it in the what the hallmark. Like I have an overall plot hole that I'm just not happy with, but we'll talk about it later. I love it. I love that. Um, Adam calls a s'more a marshmallow sandwich. Now, mm. it's not that missing, that's yeah, that's not wrong. In a, it is it, it is, is wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, if the marshmallow is the meat, maybe not. Yeah, it is. What what else would it be? In but that? doesn't a sandwich the, the chocolate? Doesn't a sandwich need that's the cheese? The cheese because it's thinner. Yeah, I don't know. But doesn't a sandwich need bread? It's a graham cracker. But if you right, said a roast right. beef sandwich, you would. You, there's bread on that. But a sandwich is no. Uh, but a sandwich, by definition, is something. No, in it's between. something between two things that are holding it together, right? 
you know. You can have a sandwich without bread. Can. Can? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not upset about it. I, it, it. It wasn't even a wait what, like, that's not right. It just made me stop for a second and be like. I, it, look, if it wasn't for the chocolate, I would not eat a s'more ever. Oh, my god. Ever. Like, I don't care much about marshmallows. They don't do much for me. So marshmallows by themselves, whatever. I didn't do anything for that's me. Bold. That's bold. So, I know. I, I know. know. Right? Um, I, the, the auction scene was a delight, but I did. F- I know that this is for charity. But to go up $50 each time mm-hmm. when you're bidding on a Christmas tree, that's a... It's half a tree. That's a half a tree. That's right. You're going that is a, a tree every that's time. That's a heavy yeah. incline. We're trying to get it for When it's talking it's for about kids. It's for and the kids. And in this it's economy, I don't know. It's for the kids. For the kids. Although I did feel like I was uh, going up $50 in my bids when I bought a Christmas tree this year. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Uh, it was a big, big spike. I'm the one that did the $50 part. I was like, this is like, I don't know. This is how auctions work, right? Yeah, I was <laughs> They're like for rich people. So I was like, oh, it wouldn't be believable if it went up five bucks. Well, to be fair, it's completely decorated. It is completely. No, yeah, listen. I, I, (laughs) yes. You know what? But I will say this. They were auctioning off a six footer and they were, they started by going up in the fifties. And I'm like, that tree only costs $75. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a lot to yeah. go up, but I, I appreciate it. And she is a social media. Uh, that's what she does for a job. I did find it interesting that she scrolls through at one point and all of her captions are just hashtags. Yep. It's just hashtags for the captions. And no so, likes. No, no likes. likes. 3.4 million followers. No likes. No all likes. hashtags. Zero likes on it. I don't that's think right. she's as good at this as she thinks she is. <laughs> those are all in the queue. She hasn't posted yeah. those. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Guys, just wait until they post. Yeah. And then it's yeah. crazy. Dan? Uh, this uh, chore split hat is a terrible idea. <laughs> It's just, it's a, it's a bad look. Is look. that, is that you, Jen? Are you the short hat girl? It's yeah. a, it's a, Jen, it makes for great television. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. What? That's a, that, is that a Kirkman family tradition? I, I look, no. I, like, like, you know what? You, you know how we spice up Christmas? We make it possible that maybe 70 year old grandma's got to get on the roof and hang lights. That's how we spice it up. A little bit of possible death. Maybe we do that. Oh, we make Santa pancakes every year for breakfast. Don't screw it up. Now the child's got to do it. Good luck, guy. Good luck with the Santa pancakes. You drew it out of the hat. Nothing I can do. That's a bad idea. I would suggest you reevaluate how you divvy out chores. But speaking of which, these people are very excited to do chores. Yes. (laughs) Very excited. They're like, oh, what chore am I going to get to do? I, I, for the life of me, you asked me to decorate the outside of a house. I'm like, not on your life, pal. Mm -mm. If I have to draw something out of a hat where there's a chance that I have to decorate the outside of a house, I'm going to be miserable. My stomach's going to be hurting until I find out what it is. And to be honest, I don't want to make pancakes either. Those are both tasks you don't want me doing. I just, I yeah, that's a lot. What's the Christmas tour task that you would uh, thrive at? Host at the auction. I can host that auction. I would have loved sure. to be Santa's helper. Santa's helper. Yeah. I just would love that. Yeah, I bet you would. I uh, would have loved all of those chores. Can I just, before you go to your next wait, what? Just take you inside the mind because I think this is so funny. Is I basically wrote that scene so that because they didn't know Mary was coming and I whatever. Yeah. So that Adam could pick one and then there wouldn't be one for Mary and they'd go, Oh, you can help Adam. Like yeah. that was the whole point, right? Um, we didn't need a hat to get there, obviously, but it's so funny when you're inside of it, like sometimes logic escapes you. And then of course I did the I did the mom picking the lighting thing, like as a joke, but it didn't it didn't occur to me the reality of that is like 
Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And if they're doing these chores every year, they don't need to pick no. a hat like, what are we going to do? It's like everyone just does their everyone thing Everyone does year. the thing that they do. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. I have no explanation for what <laughs> What's was wild going on is, in my is, is it's different. We've never seen it before, and yeah. so it sticks out. But there is not a world where you're like, no. these chores are equal opportunity. Uh, I was hoping that that was a... They're not equal opportunity chores, Jim. <laughs> I was hoping it was a Kirkman family tradition. You were just going to doo-doo all it's over like, it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, my family, we're all older. My sisters are in their 50s and 60s, and my parents are in their 80s, and I'm in my 40s. We're a late in life family so we don't do chores your uh <laughs> your 80 year old mother up on the roof installing a switch she's got to climb the ladder every time to turn on and off i pulled it from the hat my hands are tied <laughs> there's nothing i can do oh, man. Clad. there's nothing we can do about it um yeah th this writer that put in clemson university D does know that it exists, but does not know the correct color of purple and orange of Clemson University because it is not a Clemson fan wouldn't be watching and, and, and looking at that tree and go, "Ooh, I gotta have that tree because it's like Clemson." Yeah, different orange, different purple, swing and a miss there across the board. Um, do, were you gonna say something, Jen, or were you just? Well, no kidding. I mean, come on, set designer I mean, or whomever. It's that easy. Yeah. They probably didn't have it and they weren't buying it. Um, I know we've had a lot of talk about the marshmallow scene, but can we talk about how Travis Van Winkle just chars his marshmallow to a crisp, sets it aside, and then when he eats his s'more, it's totally fine. <laughs> so his marshmallow is on fire. The marshmallow yep. is black. It's charred. He sets his stick down to help out Rachel E. Cook and give her the finer points of s'mores making. And then when he gets back to his s'more, his marshmallow is just fine. It looks great. No issues at all. Just glaring mistake there. Um, but we have to. We have to talk about the scene before the airport where he looks at her deep in the eyes and goes, I'm just looking for somebody to tell me not to go. And she looks at him. <laughs> And he's basically like, I can't help you. I wish, I hope you find that person. But it is not God me speed. at this moment. It's not me right now. It's, it's, I'm going to just sit and I'm going to think it through for a little bit. I, I, I couldn't get over that. That she's just going to leave him hanging like that. Jenna, Jenna stops. Now, I have a thought. Now yeah. I didn't, that I didn't say, I didn't write that part, but as a girl or as a human, yeah. um, <laughs> There are times when you're with someone you have a crush on and you like literally can't believe yeah. they're like spelling it out for you Yeah. to the point where you think that they must not be spelling it out for me because that's too on the nose. Like they must hmm. be talking about, they hope someone says that I can't, I can't take a swing right now. I can't say, don't go. I can't, I mean, this is absurd. I've known him. Like, I think that the intention was for her to be nervous and like ah but i wish she had just acted that way instead of jumped up and said i have to go right because <laughs> yeah yeah i wish she i wish I like we that. had known that she was afraid to take a shot yeah uh, it didn't come yeah. off well it didn't, I buy that. didn't work I buy that. I, and then my, last but not least, they're at the airport seeing off the lady who runs the uh, publishing company. And they give her the manuscript. They hug. And then over the intercom, which doesn't exist at, on that side of security, it says, mm -hmm. now boarding flight for Boston. And she says, that's me. I've got bad news. She's not finished going through security yet. <laughs> 
She's not gotten to her gate yet. She is not making her flight. If they are boarding that flight and she is on this side of security, She's in trouble. it's over. Say goodnight. You're you're staying yep. another night in that small town. She's never making it. She's and not hey, making unless it. that unless that guy is Dan and he's a guy running late for a, a flight in Atlanta. Then he makes and it he, every and time. And he goes uh, we don't six know how lanes he across. It. Guys, it's a story for another day. We'll tell day. it another time. But yep. I made it, and that's what counts. And I was on Kelly Clarkson. What were you gonna say, Jim? Oh yeah, I have to see you guys on Kelly. I have one more thought. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Um, when Rachel Lee Cook goes to take a nap. And then we realize it's Adam's room and he's staying there and, and he's like, oh, I'll stay on the couch. No big deal. Now I wrote this house to be like a little farmhouse, three bedroom. But once I saw the house, I was like, that house doesn't have 17 bedrooms. Like that place is a mansion. <laughs> yeah. That place is Big. nicer than some of the Royal family houses in the Royal movies. Like these people are rich. Yeah. So I didn't believe that there wasn't an extra bedroom. Um, because of just how nice that house was. Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, someone in the chat says she could have TSA pre-check, maybe a clear situation, breeze right through that, and she would. But even but if they're boarding, boarding, it's 15 it minutes. Go, dude, you have you, got you, to Even with it. TSA pre-check, it. unless your terminal... Here's, here's what's great. She had an A1 terminal. A1, and clear, and she had yeah. clear. And she, she literally knows that she's going to get TSA pre-check, and the first gate is her gate. That's the only way she's making it. That's it. And even then, it's probably touch and go, depending on how where the boarding is. That Burlington, Vermont airport, I don't know if that's the one they were in, but it is so small that you almost feel like, should I even get on these planes? Like, it's like <laughs> small. Yeah. Like, I've seen Starbucks that are bigger than the Burlington yeah. airport. Yeah. So maybe uh, it was that. I yeah, maybe know. it was. Still, maybe. I mean, even at GSP, I, I security, I, I, there's, at GSP, if, if they're boarding, we're not making it. Uh, there's one situation. I When I uh, had job interview in Maryland, I flew into the smallest airport I've ever yeah. flown into, and you, it was literally essentially just yes. one room. Maybe that's the situation. But, and she has to be TSA pre-check, because those p places, the security's off. Like It takes forever. It's like two people. Except no one's ever there. Yeah. That was the only thing. Well, at GSP, it's backed up nonstop. Yeah. Sorry. We can talk about <laughs> yeah. airports all day. <laughs> it was a real small airport, right. and... Okay. We need to get Jen. You guys are announcing the 2022 podcast called Deck the Airport. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, where we review airports. Thing. I will be honest. I have a lot that of thoughts like on airports. Yeah, yeah, that so sounds many. like fun. We we travel to different airports just to see the airports, and then we just go straight yeah. home. Uh, Jen, when are you coming to do a do a show in Greenville, South Carolina? Well, I don't tour anymore. Um, I, I stopped touring like two years ago, so probably never. But I would come and do like a live pod episode or something Ooh. now that I'm on the East Coast and it's an easy flight. Once this, you know. I love it. You yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about giving up touring too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Keep thinking about I've, it. I've never been happier, to be honest. It's it's a grind. It sounds awful. Every time I hear a comedian talk about touring, I'm just like, why well, do you do it? It's got to be for the love, love of the game. Mm. No, it's the only way you get paid. Yeah. yeah. All that TV stuff looks fancy, but doesn't really pay. That's right. Mm. You know you it. Guys know. <laughs> did you become millionaires going on Kelly Clarkson? Sure no. didn't. Sure didn't, Jen. No. No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I went to Outback Steakhouse yeah. as a celebration. Had That's a gift true. card, but it doesn't matter. I was flying big. Yeah, you were. That's right. Uh, let's get to what the homework. As far as show, you wonder what could have been. Maybe having because we cleared questions that we still have. Luckily, we have the writer, so I think we'll be in luck. Uh, give us some clarity. I want to hear from Jen. This is the this yeah, is the this segment. Is her, we just yeah. get to hear from well, Jen. Do you, you do you have any questions? Maybe it'll be part of what I was going to say anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. I have any questions. Yeah, I don't okay. think. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so really quick, my original version was that whole thing with, you know, Dale, that was all from my brain. But what was going to happen is, see, I didn't want, I'm a love person, I have rules. And when I was talking with Hallmark, every time we talked throughout all my drafts, they'd be like, and maybe she's 
um, has rules and that's, you know, and she gives advice. And I was like, no, she's a columnist, sort of like Carrie from Sex and the City, where she doesn't tell anyone what to do. She just writes about her dating life. Mm. And she's always face planting, always falling hard, getting ghosted. You know, she cannot find love because she's looking for a spark. Right. Right. And what I had her do in that coffee shop is decide, you know what? I don't think sparks exist. I think that's movie stuff. I'm going to make a list of like good qualities someone can have. And that's it. If a guy is at those qualities, we're done. And she meets <laughs> Dale who's getting stood up and he mentions that he also has a list. They're perfect for each other. A year goes by and she has, uh, is writing a book. They're engaged. And we basically find out that, you know, what she liked about Dale is he's a take charge guy. He went to London to see off his dad who was retiring and at the last minute, his dad decided, I'm not going to retire. We don't see any of this, but he just says it. And his dad's like, I'm going to keep the real estate company going. And and Dale buys a, a place in, in England. And he basically says to Mary, like, when you're done with your book tour, like, this is where we live. And this is where we're going to live after we're married. And she's like, oh, my. Oh, uh, uh. and he's like, I thought that you liked that. I took charge. Did I mess up? And she gets a feeling that this isn't right, but she can't explain it. And they break up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she has to run to the book editor and be like that book that's about to go to publishing in the new year. It's a lie. We're not together. I don't know what I'm doing. I had these, I made up this stupid list thing and I guess it was dumb and I don't want to go on a book tour where I'm supposed to be engaged and I'm not. So it's basically, we get the same thing out of what they did. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rachel Lee Cook DM'd me on Twitter and said, I'm a fan of your comedy. I wanted to do your movie, but she's the one that came up with the conceit that Mary made the guy up. Yeah. And I thought that was so charming because, you know, I've heard this and you guys have heard this from the actors that they do let the actors really do some rewriting on the fly. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so I liked that she came up with that because she's quirky. And and even though like there's a lot of plot holes with that, I thought, oh, well, let's have some fun. I mean, it is a really good, silly plot point, even though it would never happen, you know, ever. Yeah. Ever. And so there's that. I felt like they didn't the, the what the hallmark, you know. I had it that everything you see there, Sonia's like, I love Christmas. I love falling in love at Christmas. This book is going to be huge in the fourth quarter. I see the sequels. But they had to add that the company might go under if <laughs> the book doesn't go. Yeah, And that's a stake we don't need. The no. stakes are high enough that's that right. as a small company, you put your weight behind <laughs> someone who made up a person. That's a big deal. Yeah. Already signed them to a full contract, apparently. And that, that book they're hinging their entire company on. That seems it like just, a bit much. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and she goes to the, the small village and falls in love with Joe. And it's like her company might go under, but she's enjoying some hot chocolate and <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just, that I didn't love, but at the, I, I wrote Sonia. I said, she should be feared like Miranda from Devil Wears Prada, but she should be quirky like Moira from Shit's Creek. Oh, wow. That's and fun. They, they took out a lot of her quirkiness yeah. and made her like very serious and earnest. But I think the actor still had that spark where she mm-hmm. had a little bit of a, like a little bit of a, she was weird. Like it was yep. fun. Like she had a definite, like she had a line that says, like, this street. is something I just wear to keep out the cold, which sounded like it was straight from Jane Austen. And yep. I was like, what's she doing here? And it was a little quirky. So they tried to do a little something. She was quirky. Yeah. Um, 
I, the other thing is uh, the Christmas tree auction was supposed to be the end scene. So what was supposed to happen. Oh. Yeah. And in, wow. in my version, Darlene is married to this guy, Nick. And Nick is a comedic relief who sort of blurts out the obvious, you know, um, he's not consequential. So it's fine. They took him out. And I did have Joe, Joe's son and Mary go on a date. But um, I think it make, does make more sense that they had him at, be in love with Darlene. So that's all good. But in my version, Travis is looking at the stars. He sees Mary get picked up by Joe and she goes on the date. But during the date, she realizes she loves Travis. So she's going to go back home and tell him. And she gets back home. She goes to bed. But in the morning, she sees that the couch is made up. He's gone. She goes to tell the family, where's, you know, Adam. And they're like, I think he might've gone back to Guatemala. And she's like, Oh, and they're like, Mary, you know, he's in love with you. And she's like, what? You know, that whole thing. Mm. Kind of like a Ross and Rachel where the, the friends were like, you didn't know Ross has loved you the whole time. You know, the family kind of does <laughs> yeah. that to her. And so she's like, I got to tell him. And they're like, well, go tell him. And she's like, what am I going to do? Show up at the airport. And so what she does. So my whole journey for Mary was not, I like rules. Love is a number. My journey for her was I can't. I'm a little older. I can't let my fans down and let them know that I'm not engaged. I'm just hiding until I can face it. I don't want them to know I screwed up. They were rooting for me. They, they, they had hope for me. And if they find out that I couldn't even make my engagement work, they're going to hate me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she, hers is, is learning how, and, and during the movie, Adam's supposed to help her realize, Hey, you know, you used to fall on your face all the time in your column. Um, why are you afraid to show who you really are now? And she's like, because I thought I figured it out. He's like, nobody's ever figured it out, you know? And then with Adam, his goal was he wanted to start a nonprofit in Boston that helps kids learn to build the way he did and go around the world and help people. And he's afraid to fail. So they help each other with that. It's not love is this yeah. Love is a number. Yeah. And I didn't like the airport scene. I felt like it was a blender of tropes that like an AI could spit That's out. Right. Into <laughs> Correct. Like it, it was like three disparate thoughts. Like love isn't a number. Love is this. And it was just like, that's not even the issue here, but whatever. Okay. So in my version, Mary is like, I have to tell him. And she's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on like Instagram live and I'm going to both confess to all my fans that I screwed up. I, this book, you know, I'm a fraud and I'm going to tell Chris, not, I love him, but I like you and all that kind of stuff. And they're hoping that, cause he wasn't picking up the phone and they're hoping that at the airport he's watching. And we see that he is cause the teenage girl next to him is watching it. And he's like, she's talking about me. And the teenage girl's like, yeah, whatever dude. <laughs> and so Mary has to get the, she does the Instagram live where she, you know, confesses her love for Chris. And then she doesn't hear from him and she has to get up and go do the Christmas tree auction alone in front of all these people. And in my version, Joe and Sonia had a little bit of a, not a fight, but she said something like, this has been a fun distraction. Mm -hmm. And he asked her to stay for Christmas and he thinks like she's not that into it. So the point of her buying the thousand dollar tree was to say, and I'm going to bring it to your house and we're going to spend Christmas together. Mm -hmm. Joe. Well, that's fun. That's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot better than the airport scene. That would be fun. Yeah, me too. So Mary's supposed to be on stage at the auction going, and, and you know, we have this fir tree and this blah, blah. And Adam's there and he raises his hand. She goes, sir, would you like to bid on a tree? And he goes, no, I'd like to take you on a date. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And she's like, well, get up here and help me with the auction. And, and as they hug and we close up on them, he says, I saw your video. I came back for you. And they do the auction and then they kiss. Cut to a year later. Okay. She's at her book signing. 
And she's like, and blah, blah, love. Now, does anyone have any questions about the book? And Adam raises his hand, you know, and they're dating. So it's not weird that he's there. Hmm. And he says, um, do you have any plans for book number two? And she says, yes. In fact, I just turned in my proposal. And he says, speaking of proposals, any proposals? Oh, mm, love that. So I'm, I'm sort of bummed that they took it where they did. But I will say one last thing. Uh, it's not very clear in the movie, but I'm pretty sure the fact that Adam has a suit on when he's with her at the book signing, that what I wrote, that he moves to the city to be with her and to start his nonprofit is what happened, which I believe this is the first Hallmark Let's movie go. where the man moves to the city. I love it. I the love man it. moves That's to the great. big city. You did it, Jen. You oh, did, wow. it. I I love did it. it. I wish it was a little more obvious because I think this is a big moment. Yeah, they had to slide it in there. They had to slide it in there. Right it's progress. But That's hey, right. it's baby steps. Next one. That's right. It's, it's baby steps. Maybe they'll baby say steps. It. Maybe exactly the declaration right. of love I, will include. Yes, I walk so the next woman could fly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jen, I hope that you get to write another one. I don't yes. know if you do. Yes. You I don't know job. if you want to or not, but yeah. I... I do. I, I, I don't know if they're like... I hope the ratings are good or something because I feel like... They're just not that into it. Like I wrote the woman at Hallmark, like I'm watching the movie. It's so good. She's like, yeah, we're really happy with how this turned out, but didn't say anything more. Like <laughs> what? I think sometimes Hallmark. that's what they do though. Right. Don't they play their, Hallmark, their, their just cards? Get, let Jen Bergman, you believe it. You need her. Just please oh, let yes. her write you more movies Come on. for the love. Just we're telling happen. you. Just yeah. let it happen. Hallmark. Can you guys call them or tweet them. Everyone tweet. And I love it. Them. Yeah. Tweet them. Say we want more Jen Kirkman. Yes, movies. If and we have get, it rewritten by Dwayne again. And we're a good team. Yeah. I love it. If we could, if we, we stopped the ding at the beginning of the season together, we can make this happen. We yeah, can do we it. Can. We exactly can make right. it happen. That's right. Uh, Jen, you're the best. Tell people about how they can follow you on the internets and do that. All that good stuff. Oh yeah. And I'm sorry. I know this was a longer episode. You're good. Great. I would like to plug one thing that I think is important this holiday season. <clears throat> um, in my new ventures in life, I decided to use my sense of humor and my more than 30 years experience with having anxiety and panic disorders to start a new podcast. Oh, this is great. Going, yeah, it's been going since October and it's called Anxiety Bites and it's a real podcast. It's not a comedy podcast. And I interview experts from neuroscientists to psychiatrists to authors to other artists about their experiences with anxiety. So my goal is to normalize anxiety. And mm. when we talk about it, we talk about it in a straightforward, but also kind of fun, lighthearted way so that anyone listening realizes the way they can approach getting help with anxiety can have a little bit of a, a levity to it. It doesn't mm. have to be funny necessarily, but we can all say, oh, actually, this is more normal than we thought. So mm. I would love if everyone could get into that podcast, download it, listen to it once, you know, after you listen to Deck the Hallmark. But Obviously, that's like yeah. my big kind of pivot. I'm not touring and I'd like to eventually get into doing, you know, work for people with anxiety and especially kids and stuff. So I love that. Love yeah. It. I love it. It's Jen, big. you're the best. We love you. Yep. We're so happy that you keep coming on the show. For like sure. It so much. Uh, and it makes us so happy. But we're also just thrilled that we get to call you friend, friend. and that yep. you're a part of oh! our life. Yep. You guys, it's just what a journey we've all been on. No like, kidding. Man, that is true. Believe no that mm -hmm. you guys now it's like a full time thing, and I wrote a movie. Like, what's going we're on? Doing what's it? We're doing next? it. We're space? doing it, everybody. Look at us. Space Look travel? at us. What are we gonna do next year? <laughs> Let's make it happen. Flying guys. cars. All right, Jen, just hold on a second because we real got, quick, we Jen. Gotta, I know you got things, on. but it's there's a tradition Eve. that's as long, as old as this you coming on this show. Yes. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve, guys. That means one thing and one thing only. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size.
could, could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while, and I know these shoes will make her smile, and I want her to look beautiful. And mama means Jesus. And then I saw him surveil his eyes as he threw it right out. I knew that God had sent that little boy to remind me. What Christmas is all about Sir, I wanna buy these shoes For my mama, please It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size But could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time You see, she's been sick for quite a while And I no, these shoes will make her smile, and I want her to look beautiful. Mama meets Jesus. I want her to look beautiful. If Mama meets Jesus tonight. Uh, Jenny, you're the best. Merry Christmas to you. Yes. No, you. You go ahead. You, you, you go. do it. You go, and then we do it. Then we'll all do it May together. May I be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.